0: Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and a videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world with your family. Uh, so we're actually traveling here in the northern Philippines. My wife actually is uh, Filipino and her parents live here in uh, about eight hours north of Metro Manila, the capital. So we're visiting her parents and we're teaching our kids all about their Filipino ethnic identity. And it's really good for our kids to learn about their Filipino culture. Plus, we're loving exploring and connecting with the locals, trying out the delicious food, and uh, seeing and doing all of uh, the beautiful things in the Philippines. So make sure you check out our blog, DaddyBlogger.com, for a lot of pictures, videos, and blog posts. And we're continuing our podcast series. And one of the things I love to do on my podcast Is interview fellow parents and uh, fellow fellow moms, fellow dads, and fellow people who are passionate about building strong families, strong marriages, strong couples, and strong moms and dads. And we have an amazing couple here on the show. They're actually a legendary couple known as Lance and Brandy, and their whole business is called legendarycouples.com. And we're going to be talking all about how you can also be a legendary couple, whether you're single and wanting to be in a relationship in the future, whether you're dating and want to strengthen your dating relationship, or whether you're married and with kids and you want to make your family unit the strongest you can be and your marriage the strongest you can be. So I'm super excited to discuss with uh, Lance and Brandy, I guess, all about this topic. So these guys are joining us from California. How are you doing over there today?
1: We're doing great. Doing well,
0: Ricky.
2: It's late at night for you, early morning for us. It's awesome. That's <laughs> cool. Yeah.
0: This is the tough part of being a digital nomad is you've got to work on, uh, you know, like uh, North American time zones or European time zones. I'm here in Asia. Happens to be late here, you know, happens to be early morning for you guys, but I'm glad we are able to connect. And, uh, you know, I'd like to start off Lance and Brandy by getting to know you guys. Why didn't you guys do an intro? Like maybe we'll do ladies first, Uh, you know, Brandy, if you want to do a quick intro by yourself and then we'll have Lance Mm -hmm. share as well.
1: Yeah, well, um, when Lance and I met, uh, we met online on Match.com and I was in commercial development at the time and uh, moved into residential investment after that, uh, shortly after we were married. Uh, We had our first daughter and found ourselves in counseling and then had our second daughter and found ourselves almost divorced. And, uh, what we realized was that we had our, our priorities just all out of whack and we were deprioritizing our relationship and not putting the energy and the time into it that it deserved. And we were just really surviving. We were just trying to like juggle the kids and our careers and, and keep our health on, on pace and, and all of the other things. And our marriage just got pushed to the back burner. And, um, at the time, I had had a really amazing coach and uh, some really wonderful friends that helped, you know, bring some light to my own DNA on our relationship and the um, dysfunction of it and and how we got to that point. And uh, long story short, it brought us to a place where we decided to not only not get divorced, but create a really amazing relationship that we now call a legendary relationship.
2: We were married in 2005. So we've been married, what, 13 and a half years now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm a pharmacist, or I was, I I like to say now, I was a pharmacist for almost 20 years. Yeah. Uh, And legendary couples, in a lot of ways, I don't want to call it an accident. I think it's, you know, it was, the, we joined forces. You know, Brandy was doing uh, some women's coaching. I was doing some men's coaching in the health and wellness space. And the the concept or, or marriage seemed to always come up. It always would come yeah. up with, with individuals we were talking to. And we decided, and they were asking, well, what did you guys do? Because anytime a guy would talk to me about, you know, well, how did you <clears throat> fix your marriage? I want to know about that. You know, we, we decided to create legendary couples to share. And it's unique and different because we do, you know, what we were caught in and what we realized is that we were constantly, was we were constantly, I think a lot of people, even us, would only work on our relationship when it, things weren't going well. It's like, well, this isn't going well. We need to work on our relationship instead of continuously working on your relationship or your marriage, even when things are good. So what we found ourselves, and I remember this distinctly, Brandy and I, when things, would, things weren't always bad, things, we had moments of things being good, mm-hmm. but here's the crazy thing, Ricky, I would always sit and think in the back of my mind, well, when's it going to be bad again? It's good right now, but I had this <clears throat> defeatist sort of mentality around our relationship and wondering, well, how long's the good stuff going to last? It's going to be crappy again. And we had to get ourselves out of that cycle because we kept getting back to ground zero, sort of back to the start of the journey or back to the start of the race without looking out into the horizon of how amazing our relationship could be. And that's what we did differently when we were, we decided to stay together. You know, we we did this thing called putting our marriage on the shelf and working on ourselves, which we can go more into. But one of the pivotal and important things we did was to say, what do we want this marriage to look like? just like you do with like a a business, right? You have goals, you have objectives, you have milestones, you have things you want to achieve, and you evaluate them as you move along and you pivot where you need to. Same goes with like health and wellness, right? You can't just say you want to lose 25 pounds. You actually have to say, well, I'm going to run this much this time, then I'm going to start running more, then I'm going to start lifting weights, or I'm going to eat healthy. You have these things you have to take action on, this plan you have to create when we take the same principles with the way we work on our relationship, on our marriage, it's like, well, where do we want this to be? What do you want it to look like? Great. What are the resources, tools, habits, rhythms that we're going to have together in order to get there? And we check in all the time because you got to pivot. We're like, well, that didn't quite work well. So let's kind of move shift a little bit. And still looking out into the horizon and creating a journey, a direction, a forward momentum for our relationship every single day
1: key to this, um, you know, once you identify the vision and where you're going and what those consistent, you know, repetitive things are that need to be done to continue to move you forward. It's just like if you were to have a plan for exercise or plan for your health and you stop exercising and you start eating McDonald's, what happens? Fizzles off. And what happens if you have business goals and all of a sudden you stop making those phone calls, you stop making those connections, what happens to your business? It's exactly the same in your relationships. And so if you make those commitments and you say the this is the, the formula for us to have success and forward momentum in our relationship, you don't stop. It's just like, it's like anything else.
2: I love this. There's a quote from Woody Allen on relationships. And he says relationships, and it's from a movie, I think. He says relationships are like sharks. If they're not moving forward, then they're dying. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you guys for sharing so vulnerably, so deeply about, you know, your mm-hmm. own struggles. I think uh, at the end of the day, when we hear like, you know, as the audience, as the host, that, oh, you guys struggled. You guys went to counseling. You guys were in the brink of divorce. And now you guys, not just survive, but you guys are thriving. You have an amazing relationship and you're helping others. So that 180 degree turn is phenomenal. And I just wanted to congratulate yeah. you and give you a big air high five and a big thumbs Thank up you. for firstly, overcoming and not giving up and not, uh, you know, becoming a statistic, you know, the divorce statistic. Mm-hmm. So they might be, you know, our audience members, someone who's listening or watching here. It might be just the husband or it might just be the, the, the wife. It might be the boyfriend or the girlfriend. They they're listening or watching and they're like, man, I didn't know how they did. I'm almost going to give up and I'm ready to dump this guy or dump this girl. So what would you tell that person on the, the verge of giving up? How would you coach them? How would you mentor them? What would you say to that person listening and watching right now?
1: Well, with the the first step, um, be, because this is something that we are so passionate about and it, our heart is in it, the first step or the first two steps are available for free on our website. And if you feel the step in your relationship and you just need to start propelling it forward, we have a relationship planning guide that is a simple, essentially business plan for your relationship. If you have trauma, resentment trust issues in your relationship we have a reconcile and reset guide so you start there if it's if, if you need to go back and do some cleanup and draw a line in the sand and say now we're moving forward then you go to the relationship planning guide but essentially what it is is it's it's simple steps to take a look at the um four relationship elements of your relationship your you are you healthy? Are you moving forward for yourself? Your partnership, which is, are the bills being paid? Is the g- garbage being taken out? And are the kids still alive? <laughs> the, the, the basics, which is where we all get stuck, by the way. Once we have kids, that's where we get stuck. Is like, oh, did you grab that? Who's doing this? And what's going on? And did everything get taken care of? And we get trapped in that because we don't have the, the systems and the communication of who's doing what, who's best at what. And, and to be able to move you forward into the next element, which is your friendship, the final element is, is lovers. And so this guide takes you through um, identifying where you want to go in each one of these relationship elements and how you get there, what the, what the steps are, and then the check-in process. So it's just one guide, and that's where we would say to start for anyone.
2: Yeah, and then, you know, when I talk to, to men, Ricky, I mean, I hear a lot of the same things in the first initial parts of the conversation out of, well, if, and I'm going to say she, because I'm usually talking to men, but this goes with both. It's the both same sides. when I
1: talk to women. Right. Yeah. Is
2: that there's a lot of blaming going on. There's a lot of like, well, if she would do this,
1: yep. I would
2: be happier. If only this, you know, either there's a lot of. Or not, they would
1: stop doing this. Right. This, if it would it stopped, be better.
2: There's just a lack of taking ownership and realizing that the change begins with you Mm -hmm. Uh, I had to learn this I wasn't into personal development when we were about to call it quits and I quickly You know decided I needed to be I wasn't happy with myself So I had to fix me in order to fix my marriage and I came to three Realizations through some of the studying that I was doing was that she's not responsible for my happiness I'm responsible for my happiness. I'm responsible for how I feel on the inside. Of course, in a thriving, flourishing relationship, you are selflessly giving to each other that's propelling the relationship up and supporting and encouraging. But in when a relationship is fractured or it has its challenges, I, I had to understand that I had to create that happiness for myself because if split up, Or I was to get into another relationship after we did that I was going to be carrying the same baggage the same programming the same thinking So I also had to realize that I only have control over myself We're both independent and you know people that are come together to create a thriving relationship and a family that moves forward But I am my own person and I can only control me. I can't control how she reacts. I can't control how she feels
1: can't control what I do.
2: Can't control what she does. Yeah. And so it led to another realization about... Mm-hmm.
1: Try it, right? Right?
2: About mm-hmm. attachment. It's a Buddhist idea of attachment leads to suffering. And mm-hmm. of course, you can't end all the world. I mean, if something happens, you're going to feel sad and suffer or whatever else. But the idea of me attaching myself to how she was going to react to anything that I that I was going to do, I get about that. Because there were times when our relationship... When we were going through that roller coaster, where I would think about something that I was going to do, hoping that it would better the relationship, for her to react in a certain way. And if she didn't, I was like, oh my God, what did I do? And what's wrong with her? And all of this stuff. So I had to move forward and say, I am going to try and better me without any attachment to how she was going to receive that. Thankfully, me being more confident and back liking myself, loving myself, led her back to me. You know, she started to say, well, I actually like this guy now. You know, mm-hmm. he's not this mopey guy anymore. Negative. Negative. Defensive. defensive right? <laughs> defensive. I still work on that. He was really
1: defensive.
2: I challenge <laughs> I my mom, have a just around it. So, a lot of the guys I'm talking to right away don't have that sense of personal development and personal growth as far as inside. You know, they might be like, I've got personal growth in my business. I know how to grow my business. I know what I, you know, those types of things. But when it comes to relationship management, especially with their spouse, they don't think about those things. So those- it's like
1: it's emotional intelligence mm-hmm. and um, personal happiness creation. It's like self-love. And I know that's a very feminine term, but you can only love someone to the capacity that you can love yourself. And Mm -hmm. so, when you have a person in a relationship that is not happy with themselves, and they don't love themselves, and they're creating their own happiness, how how much of a a solid partner are they going to be in a relationship with someone else? Constantly going to be looking to you to make them happy. So that's why we start with our program and and the Mm -hmm. legendary relationship elements with the you the, the you. Um, element because it takes two strong, happy, healthy, self-loving people to have a legendary relationship.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have both brought up something quite important. You brought up this whole thing about the baggage or the past. And, you know, we've all had relationships from the past, mm. whether it's from mom or dad, whether it's from previous boyfriends or girlfriends, yeah. uh, whether it's friendships, uh, you know, right. that affects us in terms of our reality now. And we can't deny the past. We've got to heal the past. So what would you guys suggest in terms of people who are still carrying that baggage of the past wounds and hurts what do they do with the baggage, and how do they practically heal it?
1: So we have the reconcile and re- There's a a side a process, um, and if you do the work and and let the let the work happen and and don't resist because a lot of again, the intense issue and you are stuck in a negativity loop. Um, that's the first step to be able to fix any trauma because if you're still in your past and you're still in victim mode of your past, it's really hard to move yourself forward regardless. But once you've developed awareness around um, where, where you're stuck in that loop of, of going back, um, it depends on the level of trauma. Things that have happened in, in my life that I have had professional help for, I have gone to a therapist and walked through that so, so some of it needs that. And other things, it is a honest conversation and asking forgiveness and changing the behavior. So this is a, a, a really important piece in relationships. So I'm really sorry that I did this too. When the behavior doesn't stop, what is that line? I, th- I think you just did a Facebook post on this.
2: Um, you can't talk your way out of uh, an issue that you behaved yourself into.
1: Yes. Mm. Your behavior so, somebody, has to stop. It's a Stephen yeah. Covey line. Right. So even if you go through the process of of cleaning something up, we're all triggered, right? It's like if, if your spouse has done this one thing that has, has damaged or that is – it's generally a trigger from your past – we could dive way into that, but and it, it's, there's a trigger there for you that then they say, I'm sorry, but then they do it again. And then they do it again. And then they do it again. And their behavior isn't matching the words. There's, there's a, a you element for the other party that needs to be addressed there. So that's pretty common. And the other thing is, is we just get stuck in the past where we haven't worked through identifying what that pain and trauma feels like and going through the process of truly forgiving that experience, finding the hero's journey in it, which is essentially the lessons that you now bring to the tribe, bring to the community. I went through this. I'm still here. I made it through it. And now these are the lessons that I I, I put in my toolbox from getting through that and take it from a place of empowerment instead of a p- place of victim. Um,
2: you're talking about changing the story and this yeah, is a question, changing you know, this world. Well,
1: you know. yeah, exactly. Changing the, changing the story. So, you know, I can look at the perspective of, you know, abuse when you, when you're a kid or abandonment when you're a kid and you can look at it from the perspective of, you know, my life's going to suck forever because I, I'm stuck in this loop back here, or you can look at it from the perspective of, I am a warrior. I am resilient. I now have survival skills that most people don't have. I have the ability to relate and have empathy for people that are going through that right now. Right, so you can change your story and take it from a uh, and and go through life from an empowerment perspective, or you can stay in that loop, and it's a choice. I mean, I I, I don't want to um, you know lessen anyone's trauma. I've had a of, of my own share, but. the choice is yours and it really can happen as quickly as I'm changing the perspective.
0: Awesome, awesome. So definitely changing that perspective uh, to one from uh, blame and, uh, you know, regret and unforgiveness to one of like overcoming. And, uh, you know, obviously when you're able to overcome something yourself, then you can help others overcome something that they're struggling with that you've overcome already. So yeah, definitely agree with you there on that point. So one of the things I want to cover is this whole idea of, uh, you know, once you're uh, in a legendary relationship, when kids come, everything changes. And every mom, every dad will relate to that change, the shift. Uh, so when you throw in a couple kids, so much stress and, uh, you know, uh, everything changes the dynamics of the relationship. So when people shift from just a couple to a couple with kids, how do you maintain that legendary coupleness with kids?
1: That's when it gets tricky.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah. In fact, our, our brand is legendary couples with, with kids. kids because yes, I saw that. we want to identify with with chi- you know parents with children with their parents. Yeah, they yeah have couples children. with kids. Couples it's with not kids.
1: the same. Yeah, it's very. You're you're a hundred percent right. It's not the same.
2: Yeah, that's what we had to. That's yeah. that's what we you know, were challenged. We had you know we hadn't really been working on our relationship. You know, it was just sort of this fancy free. Uh, we could do. So, you don't have those conversations or the like, what are you know, exactly are we going to do when we have these kids? You know, they're born and they like, they most people who have children, the single most life altering event was when that child was born. Mm-hmm. You know, me, Mary, Randy was i um, feel that much different from when we were engaged or when we were seeing each other. You know, other than now we're sharing some finances, we're sharing a when that child, when everything changes, the relationship even changes, and there's no playbook on how to effectively take care of this. People are always, like, what's the best parental advice when the baby's born? And I, I tell people, I'm like, you know, my best piece of advice is for you: don't listen to any of the advice, you mm-hmm. know, about, because child, when the second daughter was born, I felt like a new dad again because she was completely different
1: from the first so so well you know what do do we do and and again i i would i would direct you back to the relationship planning guide because it comes to identifying where you want to go in your relationship okay now we have kids so when you go go through the the process Kids, I only have X amount of time because now I have this time going to these children. How do I carve out time for myself? 30 minutes moving forward, I'm focusing on my health. We are huge advocates of the miracle morning. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, hey, do it kids when the kids get in the middle, continue and model for them what self love and self care looks like. Show you, I'm still doing my miracle morning, I fill my cup first. Um, and then you get into that partnership section, that's where it, 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 the work comes in. You you have to be able to create systems and you know balance between the, the two. You're at work all day. This is what I take care of. We're both at work. This is what we do when we get home, and then we get right, this is how we get through it. The problem is, is we lack communication in our partnership area in our relationship. And then we complain about the lack of intimacy and connection that we desire in our relationship, but we aren't spending the time and communicating and putting the plan in place for the part that is a requirement before you get to that place of deep connection and intimacy in your relationship.
2: Yeah, we call it the partnership. That's yeah. what we got. And using all the time. One of the thing our, things our planning guide does is it helps you to identify each other's strengths, right? Yeah. So in a football team, and you have wide receivers, you have all these players, running backs, you know, and you have a defense, and everybody has their strength. Everybody has their to do. The quarterback can't get mad at the, the wide receiver, can't throw the ball accurately, and the wide receiver can't get mad at the quarterback for not being able to captivate. I, and forgetting about the weaknesses is also within that partnership is creating the playbook what are the plays because even if you have a quarterback and a great, great wide receiver not communicating if they don't yes. have plays if they don't if the quarterback doesn't know the wide receiver is going to be in this spot at this certain time he's, oh, gonna he's gonna going. Put the balls and someone yeah. you know But the is communicating and saying when this happens, we do this, or you are going to do this at this time. I'm going to do this at this time. It's creating that system.
1: system. yeah system communicating the system. and this is where we get trapped because we don't do the work. and let me tell you the work. give it a few hours on for two weeks and then you'll have your system down. Give it like two hours on each Sunday for two weeks and then fifteen minutes to. Change. How do we do? Do we need to change anything and move forward? And that's the work we don't do that, that rob us that intimacy that we truly desire. Because what does it do when you don't have that, that team when the ball's going nowhere? You're, (laughs) you're resentful, irritated. I don't want to connect it and intimate when I feel those feelings.
2: Right. The cameraman's suddenly showing you arguing on the sidelines, right? right? I mean yeah, because that's... now
1: we're no you didn't listen to the playbook. I could say the same thing for business. We don't the CEO doesn't look at the the uh, marketing guy and say, You're creating the plan I does look at the finance guy and say, You didn't create the visuals this week. You know, that's not how this works. When you think of a thriving ship or a thriving team create the plan communicate and execute
2: so what happens then when that partnership is working and it's clicking suddenly you've got energy back you've got some psychological currency even because you're not so stressed out you're feeling better about what's like hey yeah on friendship now right. let's actually you know enjoy being around each other let's yeah. let's date let's do all of these things let's learn about more other. you know it the system is working then you you create that time and energy to now focus on liking to be around each other loving each other caring
0: So you mentioned it's kind of like a team. And obviously, uh, you know, and the football analogy is great because you have all these different roles. I'm curious to know what you feel the roles of the husband and the wife are, or the male, or the female, uh, because they are different genders. So do you, maybe you can speak to this, uh, Lance and then Brandy, what is the role of the husband or the man in terms of being a legendary couple? And then Brandy, what do you feel is the role of the, the woman, the wife in terms of being a legendary couple? Thank
2: <laughs> you. Yeah, because no, yeah. part of like our, you know, our planning guide is you that the couple actually needs to define that for themselves, mm. vision and the roles they find that as a couple, you know, I, I can't say this is what I think the man's role is, because mm. my role in mind might be different from others. You know, might have a family, like, for example, we work together and we work from home and we homeschool our kids. Very now,
1: different dynamic, Right. Our
2: vision and our values and our from that family, no better. It's just different. So my role is, is going to be different from a family that might have a, a husband traveling a lot for work mm-hmm. or stays home. So those roles are, are, could be different. So I would say they have to define that. Well, I, th-
1: I think in the way you this, the advocates of personality tests you can mm-hmm. go on tony robbins do a free disc test right the enneagram but mm-hmm. there's a lot of different tests to identify your personal strengths because a lot of times you know when we get stuck in this this frustration loop of life we're like well i don't really know what strengths are well then go find out go find out what your strengths are go find out what your strengths are and have a conversation and say who is better suited to do the bills okay mm-hmm. who, is who has more patience for bedtime <laughs> or when you look at the, right look at the personalities of kids which kid better and maybe we divide and conquer and so when you identify the roles based on genuine ranks think about this you like when you have your own business and you're having to do all the roles. You can feel when you're doing something in your business and you're in flow you and do this all day long. And then you're doing that stuff where you're like gosh, it's been on the to-do list for 3 weeks cuz I just don't want to do it. <laughs> well, it just so happens that if you have conversations like this, your spouse may be like that's no big deal. That that doesn't bother me. So, yeah, I'll do that. So, essentially make a list and say these are the things that all the things that need to be done, in for us to have a successful, thriving, legendary life. These are all the things this are good at and enjoy. This is what I'm good at and enjoy. And then here's the leftovers because they just suck, like the garbage and cleaning up dog poo. <laughs> these just suck. Maybe we divide them up, right? Maybe we out. You take a couple of those crappy ones, and I take a couple of these <laughs> crappy ones, and that's how you do it. It's really that simple. But base it on your strengths. Pretty good at. Or what you already enjoy. Some people are are really empowered by having control over the finances, and some are like, I don't really care. Tell me how much money I. Have.
2: I think when we talk about roles in the relationship, uh, you know, I don't know if we want to go down this discussion. up to you, but I mean, it's different from talking about masculinity and femininity. Yeah,
1: that is different.
2: That we're talking they about do. roles in a relationship versus masculine and feminine energy. That's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there are some. Masculine trait, feminine I mean, can cross over and be different. You know, I, I actually do all the dishes in the house. Yeah. I actually do some of my best thinking, putting away dishes and, and doing the dishes. You know, might not be a traditional, metal, but it certainly is mine. And, but I'm an
1: amazing cook. Yeah. And so I'm trash in the kitchen and I need, you know, I I'm need, the, yeah. yeah. So likes to eat. So yeah. it works out, works out well. Yeah, but so if, if you think of masculine and feminine, energy, this is a separate component. We have polarity in a relationship, and this is where this partnership is so important because I will tell you something about feminine energy. In order for us to feel like we low in our feminine and feel creative and sensual and all of these things that the feminine energy is, nurturing, we have to feel. To feel that the basics are taken care of and that is a masculine energy so men are more logical and linear right and oh so the walls are solid and the framing is up for us to be able to flow in the river
2: like masculine energy are the banks of the river whereas the yeah. feminine energy is the flow of the river yeah. you know yeah you, you allow for that flow and that curve and that creativity to go Okay, but this is kinda more the logical. Maybe the direction you can flow yeah. around. But here's the safety. Here's so there isn't flooding. Here, you know, other things that can happen about.
1: This is very important to understand. And you know, go on Pinterest, Google it, masculine, feminine energy, because to get to the of intimacy and deep connection, you have to have an understanding of polarity of masculine and feminine energy. Because I'm telling you, if am done, a lot of women. Feel feminine. It's just it's just the way we are. If the house is a tornado and there's chaos going on, we time change. I mean, it. Yeah. It's but, just I the mean, reality I, of it. I
2: don't know what you know, kind of sh- totally your show all the time, Ricky. But you know, if we talk about in the bedroom, and I'll just keep it simple. You know, we stand man and feminine. I have to understand feminine energy, and she has to understand masculine energy mm-hmm. for us to truly have pure vulnerability and energy. Even in the guys, the the masculine energy just wants to try and get their needs met, and or, I don't and feel like, safe. Right? I, yeah,
1: I don't feel safe. I don't feel that I let go. No. Mm-hmm. it's the same thing for us to flow and and to you know instead of cleaning the house with anger, you know, now dancing around. It's a different feeling. It's a different energy when I know. That my partner is solid as a rock on his part of our commitment. I can hurt, right? And guess what? He's more apt to do his part when I'm free and in, free and flowing. Because, he's like, yeah, right. I keep doing this. This is good. This is working. And that's really what it comes down to: to have a legendary relationship is knowing your roles, honoring your commitments, and having a. Only in your relationship, but for your family.
0: And you guys brought up the bedroom, and I think it's so important to talk about that. And most people don't talk about that, even on our podcast. It's not the typical thing yeah. the Digital Demand Mastery show discusses <laughs> the sex life. But because you guys are <laughs> a legendary couple having legendary sex, we got to bring mm-hmm. up the topic. So, how do you guys feel couples have better legendary sex together?
1: They- that partnership nailed down. You have your plan and you have your, your commitments to each other in that area. I would say then foremost, That's that happens. And I'm telling you that even if that part is good for you right now in your relationship, in the bedroom, it gets better and happy and feels that the basic needs are met. It's like survival. If I don't think the bills are getting paid and, and everything's falling apart, I can't go and be vulnerable the bed. so it's, I mean, that's,
2: yeah. It also comes from building your friendship too. You know, we have the you partnership friendship lovers and those are elements we talk about a lot. And so that friendship comes from deep knowing, you know, it, it comes from me understanding, listening, hearing, because we were having challenges, you know, it's actually still probably our main challenge in our relationship is our intimacy that that's the pinnacle the top that's the point. always been to to make better mm-hmm. and it comes with communication brandy was having challenges with vulnerability so i had yeah. to create that safe space for her to be and her close and best confidant and friend that she felt safe to tell me what her desires were in the bedroom and so for even for that's a man
1: scary. that's scary that, it's scary a- Sex communication is scary. It's like we want to vomit, right? right? We want to vomit thinking about talking about that. Hey, I have a desire over here. to you yeah. maybe tonight's the night we talk about it? Okay, now let's talk about it. And I'm like, I am too nervous to even say this, <laughs> right? It's real. And if you think about when and there is somebody that you feel so safe with that you could tell them your deepest, darkest secret, and they're still gonna look at you and say, I think you are the most. In the world male or female you just you you, right so when you have that really deep connection friends and and being lovers gets easier and easier and what happens just like and we're going to say this word on repeat what happens how do you how do you have a solid partnership communication how do you have a solid friendship Communication. How do you have solid intimacy in the bedroom? Communication. But the problem is, is it's we're nervous and we're scared in the, the bedroom part. So when you start to build that foundation and you just have to be patient, it, it just starts to naturally come. And from, from where we were four years ago or even two years ago to where we are now in our intimacy is light years. It's, it's a, there's a huge difference in our bedroom.
2: And I don't know what the limitations are and what we can talk about here, Ricky, but I'm going to go for it and you can delete it out if you need to. Go for to. it, go for it. But you can talk about one it. Of the things
0: the that, go for it, Lance.
2: All right. So, so one of the things I did too, and I recommend this book to men a lot because the subject comes up where men in general, and this is not all men, but it was certainly me, and I know a lot of men have this thing, is where they're actually selfish in the, in the bedroom You know, for orgasm to happen it can happen rather quick for men, and for women, it takes a bit of time. Mm-hmm. So men are so visual and performance-focused in the bedroom that they just want their needs. Like, yeah, okay, I'm done, you know, and or whatever. Or
1: they're,
2: ner- they're nervous. Yeah. right?
1: or they're nervous because about
2: performance.
1: About performance. They're nervous about performance, and there's a lot of shame from around what it actually takes. To... Yep. And so when you're uncomfortable in that, and again communication or trying things out how to feel how did that work and and making changes right it's all it's all the same system on on repeat so I don't necessarily want to say that men are just you know,
2: not just but a lot of our rather nervousness is, in there, there is nervousness but it's yeah. a, it is also a somewhat of a selfish mode of, you know getting and so the emotional connection that women generally desire from that from that experience is not always there. and so i learned that in order for me to connect better with her i had to take care of her needs first and this always happened in every time
1: two kids and we homeschool Sometimes yeah so it's so like quickies.
2: there's quickies you know, you know? but yeah. she's more willing to have the quickies right if i'm Taking care of her needs sometimes, you know, rather than no times, right? So there's a book actually called She Comes First. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you might learn something from it, you might not, but the premise is really around the desire, the self. And it's all that permeates throughout relationships, too. Once you reach a point of selflessness where you're giving without expectation of return, that's going to help deeply connect you more more than a, you know I'm trying I'm not getting the right words but it helps you to deeply connect when you're selflessly giving uh, wanting to take care of her needs first in that space then it creates more intimacy and connection for us overall
1: and then i feel for for most women it takes longer and we then have anxiety of oh it's taking too long oh well, i can't do out of our head and into our body, and what does that take? It, it takes feeling safe. It takes knowing that we can be full and relax into. It. And when when this magic starts to happen, you really are at the, at the pinnacle. When that balance and that energy and that synergy to happen, it starts to translate into the bedroom. I have coffee. Thank you.
0: Awesome. We've been super comprehensive here. We've covered, uh, you know, all the different dimensions of being a legendary couple, <laughs> from communication to healing a past to dealing with the kids and, you know, self-love, <laughs> other love and orgasms. Man, there's nothing off limits here. The show. nothing off limits. Nothing off limits. Nothing off limits. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously you have a lot of other ways that you can support people. Uh, you know, there might be people who are like, yeah. oh, these guys get it. You know, like uh, they're talking my language and I need to learn from them, right? And you have, you've mentioned, obviously, you have the relationship guide, but you also have some courses, private coaching. Mm-hmm. Tell us about all the different services you mm-hmm. offer other couples who want to go from average couples to legendary couples.
1: So the after the... Planning guide is done. The the next thing that we have available that is a mini course is our um, connection maps. And the first connection map you do is your relationship, your couples connection map. And essentially, what that is, is it's a um, having a conversation and communicating what your love languages are. Because that's the other thing. This is a huge piece that we get frustrated in our relationship where. I took out the trash for you and you don't, you're not grateful. Mm. Or I just kissed you three times today and you're not grateful. Mm. I don't care if you kiss me three times and you don't care if I take out the trash, but we keep doing these things that we want a result coming. You know, We, we want the fruits of our labor. If I'm doing love, I want you to reciprocate it. And I want you to, you know, feel happy and feel loved. But if we don't, Languages and we're doing the wrong things the result is pretty much zero it can actually be n- negative then it's what our strengths are the things that fill our tanks and triggers when you or when this happens it triggers me and so we have it where you put it on a um, connection map sheet and then you take a picture of it and you keep it in your phone the first step studying your partner and really understanding what their needs are, what their desires are, what their love languages are, what their triggers are, and you keep it in your phone. So then we have it for the family. Same thing. What, if, what, what are your kids' triggers? What, what fills their cup up? What are their love languages? Mm. What are their favorite things to do? What are their favorite things to do for themselves? What are their favorite things to do as a family? And so when you have that dynamic of all these different people, like oh, well, I'm doing that for you, and I'm doing that for you of the two kids. But this kid doesn't actually care if I do that; they'd rather me do this. So it's it, it really helps to navigate that. Yes, and we do private coaching um, by application because it, having that energetic fit is really important. Um, and we,
2: we want to put a lot of self-serving uh, resources out there for couples. You know, to yeah. work on things. For um, themselves,
1: elves. yeah. So yeah. We, we do offer for, you know, specific cases. Um, and then we will have a membership. That's our, that's our next space. Because the thing that we, are, we realized is that um, we're the guinea pigs. <laughs> and we're going collecting the tools, trying them on ourselves, yeah. and then packaging them for the world. And for couples with kids and saying, okay, we tried this. That's the point of the connection maps. We were having some frustration since we started homeschooling the kids and we were all home all the time. And then it was like, this is triggering me. And I feel like, you know, well, the we're, kids
2: were triggering each other. Yeah. So the beauty of the family connection map is that the kids, our daughters are 10 and seven. They get to know each other. Yeah. It's, you know, cause like I said, when there's that, they weren't. Understanding each other. So the family connection map allows them to even understand what triggers the their sibling or you know, and, and it's a great model because you have this map and we hang the family ones in the room. I mean, if, if you think about it, you know, we have there's four of us, but if you have three kids four kids, there's suddenly all of these relationship dynamics that you've got to, you know, connect. And so sibling one needs to understand sibling three and vice versa and sibling three to sibling four to two too and also
1: creates a language and and uh, Mm -hmm. commu an ability to to communicate more efficiently because you can look at somebody and say you 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 just hit a trigger for me it's draining my see
2: it's on my map
1: it's on my map (laughs) go to the hallway right on the on the door in the closet you can see it right there in the hall that was a trigger for mommy or when the kid comes to you and says hey mom natalie just triggered me and i can look at natalie and say hey honey how can you fill her tank back up go look at her connection map you know so so that's the that's the power of really understanding all of the people in your family and especially in your relationship
0: mm-hmm. so all of those resources they can all be found at legendarycouples.com
1: exactly easy yeah easy
0: well, thank you. You know, uh, you've been uh, definitely amazing in terms of your insights, your experience, your expertise mm-hmm. on the subject. I, I know for myself, I'm going to be watching this interview with my wife and we're going to be implementing a lot of <laughs> your strategies as well. So uh, I look forward to making my relationship even more legendary. And you've added a lot of value to our listeners and viewers oh. here today. So I just want to give you guys a big thank you for being on the show and for sharing with the audience here today. Absolutely awesome so we'd like to hear from audience now you know did you like this kind of show it's very different than a typical show where we talked about subjects that we normally don't talk about but i thought it was a great breath of fresh air and if you want more of these kind of episodes let us know because we're going to bring in more subject matter experts and you can have better sex on the road and better sex when you're traveling and better sex as a married couple (laughs) with kids uh so thanks everyone for tuning into this episode make sure you connect with Brandy and Lance at LedgeryCouples.com. Make sure you connect with us as well. We're daddyblogger.com. And of course, digitalnomadmastery.com as well. And we'll catch up with you guys in the next episode.